0: For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files Internet Video Program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. We're still up in Boise and meeting the most wonderful people. I hope you've enjoyed the shows that we've aired already and posted, and uh, just wonderful people up here in this... Beautiful country up here, and yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to introduce to you Debbie Phillips. I appreciate you coming and sharing your story.
2: I'm glad to be here. Yeah.
1: Where were you born? Are we, are you an original Idahoan?
2: Actually, I was born in Maysville, Arkansas.
1: In Arkansas, okay.
2: Yes. And, and my family just moved and moved and moved. and We wound up in Idaho, and then I wound up in or we wound up in Utah, then I wound up in Idaho.
1: Oh, and you've been in Boise for a long time, or Meridian, or wherever you...
2: About 12 years.
1: Oh, have you? Okay. You enjoy it up here?
2: I love it. Do you? I love Idaho. Yeah.
1: Well, I've sure found it beautiful. I've been through here a few times, and of course, spent more time on the west, uh, on the east side of the state, but uh, a beautiful country.
2: So were you born into the church then? Actually, I was a convert. Uh, My... uh, Both parents were divorced when I was six. And three years later, my father married a Mormon. And she brought us to Utah. And um, we became Mormons at that time.
1: Uh, You were very young when you got baptized, but you were a convert, right? I mean, you were like 10 or 11 or something, or?
2: Um, I think that we were about, I was about nine when we we came into the church. and I was probably about 10 or 11 when I was baptized.
1: Yeah. But they consider that a convert baptism. and I yes. guess between 8 and 9 you're okay, but after 9 you're a convert or something, I yeah. think is the way they count that. So were you active then? Did you go to primary? and
2: Yes, and I did. Young women and all that? Yes, I, I, uh, I attended uh, church every Sunday. um Tuesdays uh, I was in primary. Um, As I grew older, I was in um, mutual, and uh, I taught uh, Sunday school classes. And did you? Yes.
1: At what age were you? Was this when you were older?
2: Yes. Okay. I was. I was probably about fifteen. Sixteen. I'm thinking. I'm not really sure at the time. And they called you to
1: be a Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to cover that in a bit. I think. Okay. (laughs) Little story. But now, did you? uh, uh, So, did you take seminary and?
2: I did. It's right across the street from school. So we just had to go across the street.
1: Yeah. What did you think of Jesus? I guess maybe is a good question for you uh, at this point in your life. Did you?
2: Well, my my. When my parents divorced, we went to live with my Assembly of God Grandmother. Oh. And she was a true Christian, and she taught me about the Bible. We, we, it, my, cousin, my aunt and I learned to read um, C, C. Jane Run, run, or yeah. C-Spot Run, whatever. Right. And then we had to read something from the Bible. So you kind of got a, a really good education as far as how to read. And um, the stories that she told us, um, and we would have bedtime stories from the Bible, wow. uh, were wonderful. Uh, I developed a love for the Bible long before.
1: Now, um, was this before? This was after you were baptized? Is no, this was, it? Before. this was before I was okay. baptized. Okay. I was
2: about six, I think, at this time, six it through started getting an appreciation eight. for the Bible
1: and the uh-huh.
2: stories. Yes. And I learned who Jesus was. And I fell in love with Jesus. I fell in love with
1: even at this God. young
2: age. Oh yes. Oh, so yes. what
1: did it mean to you then, and make, of course you were very young, but to be baptized into his true church what did that was this an important thing for you to realize that you'd come to the true church
2: of Christ? I never understood As they call quite it. I never understood quite, quite what that meant the true church yeah. Um, and I didn't understand why I had to be baptized into a church when, in my mind a baptism should be a baptism into Jesus you know mm-hmm. that 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 he was he is the most important um, thing in our lives and the fact that that I was being baptized into a church kind of left me
1: you really felt that
2: i i yeah i felt that because I'm it just, just didn't so impressed feel right
1: with you young people when you were doing that to, to have that insight
2: i think young people have more insight as far as they look at it more it's easier for us to see or as a I'm, child yeah i'm going yeah. through my second childhood now so <laughs> it's a lot easier for us to see uh, that the things that are kind of clear away the stuff and just look at what's happening here
1: yeah yeah well fascinating so during your growing up in the seminary and all that did any other questions come up that you or, or did you did you sense that the church was
2: teaching jesus and i did not I did not sense you Jesus. You noticed in the that.
1: difference between what your grandmother had been teaching and exactly. church teaching.
2: Yeah, and I could never understand how. Um, Joseph said that he went into a, a garden and and um, into
1: the grove. Yeah, yeah into yeah. the
2: grove, and and that, God, who is spirit, and Jesus, had come to him. That's and what took, the
1: Bible says, huh? That he's a spirit.
2: Yeah, 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 the Bible does teach that. But he, he said that they had told him not to join any other churches because they were all an abomination to right. him.
1: All corrupt. Definitely.
2: All corrupt. Yeah. But see, at the same time, I'm reading church scripture. And in the church history, I think, it, it, Joseph Smith's history,
0: yeah.
2: I think it was, he was saying that after this happened, he was talking to a... Methodist minister, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Methodist minister uh, just kind of made fun of him. In my mind, with the respect that I have for God, (laughs) and the love that I have for He and and Jesus, I, I just think that if God had told me, don't join another church, I would have said, okay, if I can't join that church, I'd better not be trying to get doctrine yeah. from these people. And I would have stayed away from them. So that the, he was still going back to them never made sense to me.
1: Yeah, and he actually tried joining in 1826, as I understand it. Yes. tried to join he, the Methodist Church, and they wouldn't accept him because of his gold-digging or pre- treasure-seeking kind of uh, <laughs> That was background. another thing I couldn't... Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was what. Well, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Another silly thing. Of, yeah. You
1: know, it's funny how much we learn when we really are willing to look, isn't it?
2: Yes, you know? and I think that that's the big thing is, is that you have to have an open mind and um, realize that we were talking about a man here. He's not the creator. He is a creation. And that the creator is greater than the creation and everything that i heard about joseph smith through his own lips yeah. him saying that he was um, greater than any man who had ever lived including jesus christ he had
1: done a greater work yeah
2: because he had done greater works That's and he had been in the church isn't it yes yeah. and that he'd been able to hold his church together longer than christ was that <laughs> his uh, I, yeah. anyway and i just that to me was a blaspheme
1: I know because he was doing something that even Jesus couldn't do and that, that is blasphemous isn't it so you are teaching Sunday school at some point and you start teaching about Cain and Abel tell us that yeah. story then.
2: Um, I in the Bible it says that that God placed a mark on Cain to protect him and in the story that I was told to give to the children, they were t- I was to tell them that the that the children of Cain had dark skin.
1: Yeah.
2: And knowing that
1: was the curse that was yeah.
2: yeah, and so it was a curse. And I'm and I'm thinking that's not biblical, that doesn't that doesn't ring true, that that can't be true. So so I told the children. I said I read it from the Bible to them. And I said, Do you understand here where it says that the mark wasn't to punish Cain, it was to protect him.
1: It was protection.
2: Yeah. And I said, For all we know, the mark of Cain is blue eyes. <laughs> Unluckily for me, the bishop's daughter was in my class. Did you say
1: lucky for you? I said
2: unlucky for
1: me. Oh, unlucky, okay.
2: Because she had blue eyes and she got up and went to her father. And he was very upset.
1: Did he call? And he in? called
2: me into his oh, wow. office, and he told me that he um, had we'd had several skirmishes, and so he, he wanted to tell me that he felt that my uh, that I did not see the LDS Church as the the true church. So therefore, it might be a good idea if I went out into the world and tried to find another church that would be as good as the LDS church. And that he knew that I would be back in three years to apologize for for my attitude. And I never saw the man again. (laughs) Oh, you didn't. So, um, but I I thank him every day of my life.
1: For challenging me. For
2: challenging me to get out of there and go. And find the, the Christian Church. I found, and I was truly blessed.
1: Wow! Did he? You say you had had other discussions with him before about things? Mm-hmm. Just questions that you had had?
2: Well, I gave a two and a half minute talk once before, and <laughs> and what was it on? Racism in the church. Oh dear! And um, I didn't even get the first sentence out before he had me sit down. So, really,
1: he actually pulled you off the, yeah, the two yeah. and a half minute talk. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes,
2: and a friend of mine, luckily, was the next speaker, and he took up the time. <laughs> for, but see, did I had, he?
1: What did he say to you after that? Oh. Just that you you shouldn't he, be talking he, about. Yeah,
2: something. he said he he just told me that uh, I was not to be um, thinking on my own like that. That I was to listen to my leaders and not question, um, just to do what I was being told to do. And um,
1: So when he gave you this counsel to go search elsewhere and see if you can't find, uh, or expect to find something better or something, and so did you go out and visit a church then? I went out what and visited
2: several churches. Yeah, Christian churches. Christian churches. Um, now, had
1: you been to church with your uh, Assembly of God grandmother?
2: Oh, yes, yeah, well, for the, the year three years church. that we had. Yeah, we, we we went to church several times. Yeah,
1: and did you sense uh, Jesus was different there than he was
2: in Mormonism? You know, Jesus was in my grandmother as well as in the church. I never had to doubt. What a doubt. wonderful
1: way to say that.
2: I never had to doubt because my grandmother showed me through what, her what a relationship love was, huh? and through her the way she treated others who jesus was and my father was the same way i i never doubted jesus because i had such great examples to draw from
1: oh my goodness so you knew that they knew who jesus was yes and we just we the mormons just don't really catch that in, in their Mormonism, do they? they? Jesus is just our older brother. He's uh, kind of came along first. What did you think of him? What did you hear about him in Mormonism, or think about him,
2: oh, the worst or what thing they, they thought? I never could believe that Jesus was the brother of Satan. Um, I, I really didn't, like I say, there wasn't that much said about jesus it was joseph smith brigham young policy pratt party p pratt p pratt, yeah. p. pratt. and and and, um, and home
1: teaching and tithing and yeah. temple attendance and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff huh mm-hmm. yeah it's just amazing the difference did you understand grace at all
2: um i once had a bishop tell me that we didn't do grace
1: oh we didn't oh, uh, Mormons so, don't do yeah. grace <laughs> yeah they really don't I mean someone else was saying it the grace in in the l d s where jesus is is just a matter of giving us resurrection that we we are saved means that we've been resurrected for free that we don't have to pay for a resurrection, but then to get to the celestial kingdom and to do more that's what we have to do so they don't understand grace do they yeah.
2: and I think that that the the fact that they feel they must do works is is Another when they say, after all you can do, and then Jesus, yeah. that to me is another blaspheme. It is. I mean, how can you, how can you put, working at the. Um, what do they call that thing, the warehouse where you do food or? What? Oh, at
1: the DI or the yeah. the other just the yeah you know, desert industry. Yeah,
2: desert industry or yeah. one of those. Yeah. How does that compare? with Jesus's suffering on the cross for all of us,
1: yeah.
2: and and to have all of our sins yeah. placed on him, that to me was such a blaspheme. And I don't do my works, because God gave us all works to do, but I don't do my works because I have to for my salvation. Or to get points. Or to get <laughs> points or anything, uh, because I don't think I'm ever going to have but the thing that I do have is the knowledge that my Savior went on the cross and died for my sins that means that when he said it is finished my sins were paid for all of them paid in full paid in full Mm -hmm. and I needn't worry about that as much as if I had to work for them. Yeah. Now the works I do are done with joy. They're done with gratitude, that I can mm-hmm. do anything to please Him, because that's, that's my joy in life. Is All I live for is just, to do His will.
1: Yeah. And that's such a different concept instead of trying to earn our way that we know jesus is his righteousness and what he's done for us
2: mm-hmm.
1: cross means a little bit different i notice you've got a beautiful cross there
2: i wear this because it gives me whenever i'm thinking do i really need <laughs> to go buy that and i'm thinking no because god keeps me on the straight and narrow yeah. this cross i like this one because it has a sun around which oh God is is like the light. When we get to heaven, it it will be lit. It will be lit by the Lord. The cross is a sign of all my sins. Yeah. And the fact that there is no cross there means that one day I get to live with the Savior who died on that cross for my life. Don't you
1: love that scripture that says, "Preaching of the cross to them that are perishing is foolishness," or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. uh, yeah, I, uh, I've I've appreciated the cross so much more I never did as a as LDS. In fact, it was kind of reprehensible. I guess is the best word. Well, it it was, was yeah, you just didn't uh, didn't have any regard for it at all. And but Jesus it was all should about choose the garden, that. the garden of Gethsemane <laughs> instead.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he so suffered you, in the garden.
1: Now you, born again moment. Did you have such a thing? Did you have a conviction at some point that
2: you know? I'm, between my grandmother and I and I truly do think that in the back of my mind it seems to me like my grandmother and I talked about Jesus and that she and I prayed together. And I think I was saved when I was six. But then when I met my husband and we were married and we wanted to be Christians together, we decided to go and talk to someone about how, how we'd do that. Mm-hmm. And they led us in the salvation uh, the prayer. prayer. And when we came out of there, we sat like a half an hour in the car and just looked out the window. And then <laughs> kind my of speechless. Husband, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then my husband said, what just happened? And I said, I think we got saved. <laughs> and we drove home. And my little husband went into the guest room. And he was in there for three days and three nights. He wouldn't eat. I had to force him to take something to drink. I could hear him in there crying and praying. And I kept saying, Is there something what's going on? What can I do to help you? And he said, just just let me just let me alone for a while. And I said, Okay. And when he came out of there, um, my husband was thirty six when we got married and I was twenty seven. He'd never been married, I'd never been married. He'd been a man the whole time, and he wasn't a Christian. And so he wanted it. Being saved brought all of his sins into his mind, and he felt that so deeply in his soul. And he wanted to, to free himself of that. And he prayed and prayed and prayed. When he came out, he hadn't been asleep at all. And, I, oh, and he's telling me how he, what he was doing in there, and he says, "I need to, I need to unburden to you about my, my life." And I said, "Honey, <laughs> your life before me may have been filled with sin, yeah. but it's not important to me. Your life and mine began when we came together, and this how is how
1: wonderful.
2: This is, this is our life. From here on out, yeah. we will live for the Lord and not." And, and try not to sin. And he said, you sure you can live with that? And I said, yeah, I'm positive. And he, I said, because I, I really love you. I do. I love you dearly. God gave you to me. You're my gift. You know, and he said, okay. And then he fell asleep in my lap, oh. and I sat there on the couch for 12
1: hours. Well, he slept. Well, he slept. Oh, you're such a dear.
2: <laughs> but I thought that that was such...
1: But isn't it interesting that God loved him, even in his sins, and now loves him, continues to love him as a as a saved person.
2: Yes. He was a very dear man.
1: Uh, and it's been two years, you said? Yes, he past. went to
2: be with the Lord two years ago. Yeah. And now I keep imagining him trying to teach the disciples how to fish with lures. <laughs> Because he loved to fish,
1: he was a and he made his own lures all bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
2: made his own flies. Now,
1: did you? Yeah, flies. Did you um, share this with family, and how did they take? Uh,
2: My family when and you came I out? have been have been estranged uh, for the most part. My mother was very devastated. My father was never really a good Mormon either. <laughs> but um, they were married in the temple, yeah. but he could never learn the shunning thing with me, and neither could my brothers. Oh, good um, for them. They they all still accepted me as me. They loved you. They loved yeah. me.
1: It is hard, though, for family, isn't yeah, it, to and it, that? and it
2: was hard on them because there was that constant tension. Yeah. Um, Did you ever sense that you now know...
1: I mean, part of what we I think about Mormons is that they really don't know their history and their doctrine very well. They kind of know what you were saying about your Sunday school lesson, is that you're te- you taught what the church wants you to teach. Don't think outside that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that pretty? I mean, that's probably part of the big problem, isn't it? It if is not it If they knew it more. It really is. Yeah. If they knew more and were doing any studying or thinking, that they'd start seeing some of these little... Things Because they eventually just domino down, where mm-hmm. you, you see more than so many problems with the, the doctrine and certainly the history, mm-hmm. the polygamy and that kind of stuff that, that we didn't know before as, as good Latter-day Saints. And yeah, because
2: yeah. I, I really have found with talking to, to uh, my Mormon friends that they really don't understand their history at all. No. They just are going with what they're being told yeah
1: they don 't understand grace and who Jesus is. You had an interesting little phrase when you mentioned that you went to a Christian church the first time after you'd i guess been out uh, searching or whatever you you said something felt like you were coming home
2: Yes, the yeah. first time I went into a a bible church um, I walked in and it just Felt like home. I mean, I listened to the pastor. The pastor was amazing, yeah. and um, talking
1: the, talking about Jesus. Yeah, and the, stuff
2: he and just scriptures. he had such a wonderful uh, ability to, to tell you from the Bible. Yeah, um, just just made you fall in love more with the Bible. And I just told my husband when we when we were walking out there, I said, "This is home," and he said, "Yeah, he, he felt that too."
1: Mm-hmm. And the music is, is uh, and the words, you know, to, to praising Jesus and God. and.
2: Yeah, I'm old, so sometimes some of the worship music is a little... Yeah, I, yeah, I but, know what but, you I, mean. but the old hymns <laughs> I love, and and I do love some of the worship songs as well.
1: And isn't it interesting, uh, you feel a freedom to be able to go to different churches and to look yes. and, and to, to see what... Does fit for you because there are places that use hymnals and more quiet, reverent kind of music, and then others where the the band gets you going and the drummer's uh, drumming <laughs> and the guitars, guitaring, and you know it. Uh, but that's fun and and I love having the words up that you can see and you're praising Jesus, mm-hmm. which and people are there because they want to be there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful?
2: It is. Yeah. And and I, I have to say that I don't go for the music or for anything other than. Um, just for my time to be with the Lord yeah. and be with brothers and sisters in Christ and. Um,
1: well, well, Debbie, our time is almost okay. gone. Anything you want to say to your family or friends or? If or there's to the one,
2: LDS out there. Yeah, I have. I have a lot of LDS friends, yeah. and.
1: Um, I hope they watch this.
2: I hope they do too. Yeah. And I just want you guys to know that um, I love you. And if. If there's one thing that I I want, it's it's that I see you in heaven. I would love to have you be there. Um, And I promise you I'm not telling you a lie when I tell you that if you will just pray and ask God, He will tell you. He won't send you that warm feeling, (laughs) but He will tell you in time if you pray and pray that the Bible is the true word of God.
1: And it's trustworthy and yes. reliable. Yes, why would he lie to us? And he's brought, he said, my heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. So Is we have his mine? word, we have the gospel, what Paul preached, and the, the warnings Paul gives about preaching a false gospel. And Well, Debbie, thank you so much. You're such a sweetheart, and good luck to you and the rest of your life. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.